an honor it is to uh, to be back here. So many familiar faces. Uh, it's good to see not only um, the adults. It's good to see uh, um, our teenagers and stuff that we have here. It's good. Uh, I, I brag about you guys everywhere. I, I, I tell people all the time, you still can have a good school that is run by a good church, and you can still do it God's way, even in such a day that we live in. Can I tell you this? I was a little uh, uh, <clears throat> taken back when I first walked in. Boy, I was so excited. I was showing my wife, you know, uh, everything that uh, you guys have to offer from the, from, uh, I guess, from the, the car to here, and, you know, quickly pointing out different things as soon as I got in here. Um, you ever thought that you heard a conversation a certain way, but that's not the way that you actually heard it. When I came in, they, they said something, uh, <clears throat> you know, someone shook my hand and said, hey, today we're going to be talking about cremation during Sunday school. Well, that's what he said, but what I heard is today we're going to be cremating somebody during <laughs> Sunday school. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I want to be a sermon sample <laughs> for that one. <laughs> I'll just stand back. And then we went into the uh, young couples class. And when we went there, boy, all of a sudden I saw something. There was a theme there. Boy, the more and more people begin to arrive there, the more and more, boy, they begin to carry another little one with them. And it was baby after baby after baby after baby. And I quickly whispered to my wife, Whatever we're eating or drinking, don't have it be the same thing that they're eating because there's something in the water here. And then they quickly pointed out the one thing that I had already eaten, the monkey bread, that that was it. So pray for us. Not only are we starting a new adventure, but the Lord is moving in great and mighty ways. Can I tell you this? God's still at work. God... I, I do believe that God is coming soon. That's very obvious. He's told us in this book. I don't know when he's coming soon. I tell people this. If he is coming soon, and we do believe that he is coming soon, why doesn't our actions show it? If we believe that this is the fourth quarter, which ladies, I know I'm speaking sports. Please forgive me. If this is the end of the game, and we're up or even... If we're down, we have to pull together as a team. Not only have we have to pull together as a team, you have to do your part, you have to do your part, you have to do your part to have victory. Coach K used to say this with Duke. He said, go out and do this and let's win the game. And they said afterwards, he said, boy, he would meet with them again and he would say, the reason why you won is because you did what you were supposed to. Why can't we do this every single time? Can I tell you this, us as Christians, us being soldiers of, the cross, of Christ, we already know that we're guaranteed victory, so let us do our part to make sure that we do the Lord justice. Speaking of doing the Lord justice, I quickly must jump into our sermon. Luke chapter 5 is where we're going to be. Luke chapter 5. Boy, as you begin to turn there, give you a little backstory of what's happening here. Our Lord God has come to earth. Boy, not only has the North Star and the wise men and stuff, boy, have proclaimed, now that prophecy is being fulfilled. Boy, the chosen one has now come. 
He's now survived persecution, even someone trying to kill him with the king, trying to kill all the little people. Now his ministry is in full effect. Boy, words and people have begun to spread their words across, boy, the land there. Everybody either has heard about him or has seen him. Boy, great crowds would come. Boy, can I imagine today, boy, how selfish we've become. We still have that same, that same Lord, that same God. But yet, why isn't the church house as filled as the Jacksonville Jaguar game was filled yesterday? Boy, if we truly believe that, boy, God is the same today as he was yesterday, boy, we should still have that same of reverence for him too. Boy, we see here that these people heard about him. Boy, they not only heard about him, but boy, they wanted to be next to him. Boy, they quickly girded themselves, boy, to the point where there were so many people that our Savior had to put himself inside a boat and push off. Boy, that way he could speak to the multitudes that were there. Join me in Luke chapter 5. We begin reading in verse 1. It says, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Genesaret and saw the two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the boats, which was Simon, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little um, from the land that he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a dross. And Simon said unto him, Master, we have told all night and have nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the nets. We see a heavenly father knowing that there's a perfect time and a perfect place for everything. He knew that this young man would be doing what any fisherman would be doing worth his salt. Boy, he was out all day. He's now cleaning the nets, making sure, and preparing for the next day. Have you ever been on a boat? Boy, there is a guy that's a fisherman. You pray to the Lord that he maintains his stuff. If he doesn't maintain his stuff, they call a thing called chumming the water. Because you probably will eventually be chumming the water because of the smell of dead, rotten fish. But we know that this young man, boy, kept his stuff tidy. Boy, he's cleaning his nets. But as he was cleaning his nets, there was one that was bigger than him that knew that this was this boat. It wasn't by coincidence that he chose Simon Peter's boat. Boy, he got into that boat, waited for him to come back. When he came back, boy, he begged him. He pressed upon him. He showed him the sense of urgency that was there for this young man to be used. Oh, this young man could have said, Master, Lord, I've been out all day. I'm tired. I'm weary. Can you please find someone else? But he noticed something that I just said here. He said, Master, we have told all night. Oftentimes when we hear and we see people addressing our Lord and Savior, they address them as Lord. But we see here that this young man refers to him in another word called Master. Oftentimes we say, do you know the Lord? But let me ask you a question today. Do you know him as your Master? 
Heavenly Father, we sure do thank you. Lord God, we thank you for such a time as this. Oh, Heavenly Father, while the Bible's open, will you please, Holy Spirit, come down, speak to us in a great and mighty way. If there's someone here who doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, may they not walk out of those doors, Lord God, without knowing that they can know for sure that they're on their way to heaven. Oh, Heavenly Father, will you please bless this time as you bless as before. We give you the honor and praise in your blessed son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. This world changes our definition. This world often redefines our words and our terms. Oh, I could say this, the word pride. Oh, the word pride means many different things. Most of you thought it as the way of the rainbow and the way that's being protruded now. Oh, I'm not talking about the rainbow as the promise that God has given us, but the way that the rainbow has been changed in society, boy, speaking of today. Boy, they totally changed the definition of what God has. Boy, can I tell you, I have a lot of pride in trying to keep myself. Boy, I'm not one of those people that want to walk by somebody and they, whoo, boy, catch it. You know, like the 11th and, and, or shall I say 10th and 11th grade, boy, they, when they were getting to that time and they didn't quite know deodorant and deodorant didn't know them and all of a sudden, boy, they walked by you, whoo, and you got blessed by Jesus. It was like you were speaking in tongues. Whoa, what in the world was that? Boy, you take a lot of pride, personal pride in yourself. But today, we've changed that definition. Boy, if we're not careful, we will allow the world to set our standards instead of letting the Bible set our standards. Perfect thing is this. They say, follow the science. I say, better yet, let's follow our Bibles. If we truly believe that God is our Lord and Savior, then why are we trusting in everything else instead of trusting the personal love letter that he has for you and for me? Oh, we say that it can help us. Then why do we run to something else instead of running to God's word in our time of need? Better yet, oh, you say, Brother Jackson, I don't have that time of need now. Well, congratulations, it's going to come. Oh, if you're living in America, if you're living, period, if you have flesh on your bones, that time is going to come. Not only do, uh, do the world sets, our definitions as far as pride. Boy, a perfect example is this. Boy, I could go up to someone and I could say, you're looking very fat today. Someone could get very offended. And rightfully so. Until I stop and be like, sister, I didn't mean anything by that. I meant fat as pretty hot and tempting. Then it'd be like, well, now obviously I would say that to my wife. I wouldn't say that to anybody else. Let's Let's go ahead and, and, uh, uh, and make sure that we're all on the same accord there. But we see how the world has twisted and changed our definition. By the way, you, be, you need to be very careful when you go to look up a word now. Because just because you go and look up a word now, that doesn't mean that that's the true definition of that word. Oftentimes we tell people to go back to their Webster's, I believe it's 1828 dictionary before they started changing and manipulating and changing things by the way when you want to understand your bible more it'd be better for you to go back to that than to go back to our definitions now 
not only do we do that, but if, <clears throat> keep following me here. It says we have many different masters in our lives. And you must understand we have headmasters, which are principals. We have master and commanders, which are people that are in charge of, of uh, boats. We have postmasters. We have uh, masterminds. We have master singers. We have, boy, truck masters, quiz masters. And we even have this thing called slave masters. Now, see, when we mention that word once again, Boy, things are changed. Boy, we think of people being whipped and, boy, this tyranny that is going around. Boy, that's not what we're talking about here. Oftentimes, back in the day, a slave master would be one who's burdened by their sin. They're a slave to their sin. Those who are addicted to drugs are a slave to it. They can't get rid of it. It binds them. But if we're not careful, we let the world set our definition. I know as well as you do, when we hear slave master, we think of dark times. By the way, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it wasn't just with people that were, had my skin tone. Boy, you had Jews, you had multiple other different people that were enslaved or in bondage. Boy, that slave master, or that word master there, isn't a word that, we're, that he's calling our Lord and our Savior while he's in the boat. Boy, he isn't calling him something like that. He's, refer he's, uh, he's, if I could put it, he wants to think of him more than Lord. He wants to make it personal. This is someone that he looks up to. This is someone, boy, that he heard great things about, and now he chose to be in his boat, and he wants to show reverence to him, and he calls him Master. When's the last time you've called him master? My wife, she loves missions. Loves, 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 loves missions. She traveled and she traveled and she traveled. Boy, oftentimes I'll go and I'll be speaking to a missionary and I'll be like, oh, wow, that's really, really cool. My wife will come up to me. When she'd come up to me, she'd be like, oh, I've been there. You've been there. When, when were you there? Oh, yeah, I've been there. I've been to this African place and that African place and this African place, more and all these different things. In fact, she saved all of her points. And boy, for our honeymoon, because she was very wise with her points, boy, we got to go to Italy. And boy, we got to go to some of these places. No, not because we're rich, but literally because she took advantage of the opportunity of serving God. When she did that, we had an opportunity to go to the Vatican. You say, why in the world would you go to such a place like that? Well, I tell you this, I was five minutes away, and I figured I just wanted to go and see what the hoopla was all about. <laughs> Pastor, can I tell you this? When the Bible talks about us serving a bunch of little gods with a lowercase g, I saw it there. I saw people going up to a person in a phone booth begging, looking for something. What were they doing? They knew that the Lord was there, but they were looking for the master. I'm looking for someone to help me. I'm looking for someone to meet my needs. I'm looking for someone that can be closer than a brother to me. Oh, today, we have that person. We have that individual. If there's a point in time in your life where you accepted our Lord and God as Savior, like he's told us in the Bible, you have that master at hand. But let me ask you this. 
Oh, if we were to put your life in front of everybody, would the master say that you've been found faithful? Oh, a true servant would go to the master and he would find his wants. He would find his desires. He would find his needs. He would find the way that he wants. Boy, his shoes when he comes in. Why? Because he wants to be found faithful. He wants his master to rejoice. Oh, I wonder if the people in here, boy, who call upon his name would call him master and learn how to serve him better. Learn how to be faithful to his word. Learn how to be faithful to church. Oh, learn how to be faithful when giving offerings. You say, oh, here's this preacher again. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the tithe because the tithe is not yours to begin with. The tithe is his. I'm talking about the offering, those that are above and beyond that. Oh, if you love the master, you wouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah. He's like, Brother Jackson, the bills are tough. I get it. But you're thinking about it the wrong way. You're paying off all the bills. Then you're deciding to go to God when, oh, if he's your master, I can't wait to pay everything else because I want to pay the master first. I want to make sure that I'm found faithful to him. And then after him, I'll pay everything else. And it's amazing when you do that, when you come to the end. How there's still money in the pot. You can't explain it, but yet you can say, thank you, Lord. Or praise be to the Lord. Before I got up this, this morning to preach, it's amazing how I knew that God was in it. I don't believe the young lady that came up here before me that was, that's obviously afraid of me. We didn't meet, and all of a sudden she chose that song to sing today. That song where she first started, she said, the master still asked the question. It's amazing how she used the exact words that are the exact words that God wanted me to bring to you today. Can I tell you this? We have something to rejoice about. Oh, but there's nothing like the master. Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. I love calling him Lord. Lord simply means a master or a person possessing a supreme power. Oh, do you know the Lord? Do you know that person that's higher than we are? Do you know that, that person that we can never bring down? But it's amazing when we look at this story, boy, it's amazing how God came to him. It's amazing how the Lord presented himself to him. Not only presented himself to him, the Lord knew exactly where he was going to be. The Lord knew exactly where and when he was going to be, and the Lord brought himself down to you and me the same way. The Lord, exact, the Lord knew the exact time that you would be here. The Lord knew not only will you be here, the Lord knows that you need him. Oh, if you need him today, let's accept him. Oh, let's stop waiting. Oh, let's stop being selfish. Oh, the Lord God wants to give you, boy, the things that your heart desire. But you reject him. Oh, I'm asking you today, not do you know the Lord. Because if you don't know just the Lord, I encourage you to follow like I follow. I had someone who didn't just tell me about the Lord. He showed me out of God's word who he was and what he did for you and for me. And because of that, him literally offering something because 
we don't deserve it. He knew that there was no way we could get from point A to point B. There's no way that we could get from here to heaven. Someone's got to stand in the gap. Someone's got to rise. Someone's got to do something. And he willingly himself did it for you and for me. That's why I call him master. Do you call him master today? Oh, I want you to look at oneself. Oftentimes we can call him Lord, but the world can call a lot of different things Lord. But even the world themselves, even with other gods, they never call their gods master. We find this young man saying, Master, Master, Master. Do you know the Master? Is he a master of your life? Because the word master means a person who rules or governs or directs. Lord God, I want you to rule my life. Lord God, I want you to guide my life. Lord God, I want you to guide me from the east to the west. Lord God, I don't want to be anywhere I'm not supposed to be. By the way, people fall in sin when they're not where they're supposed to be. Hey, I've never met somebody who's reading their Bible and who's praying, who comes to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, fall into sin. Why? Because they're close to the master. Through the good times, through the bad times, he's still the master. He's still the, he's still the master and, com, and the commander. Boy, the ship may go to the right and may go to the left. Everybody may be freaking out, but he's still the master. Boy, he's still the standard. I'm still going to look to him. Boy, I'm not going to deny the master of what he owned. Amen. Oh, is he the master of your life, people still think that they can find peace in pills. Boy, they can try to eat their way to happiness. They can try to think, drink their way to pleasures. They can try to smoke their way, boy, to settle their nerves. They can try to puff their way to popularity. They can try to push their way to power. They can try to bully their way to friendship. Boy, they can even try to bum their way to world peace. Well, I came to you today to say this. Boy, I know a place where a poor man has, has a chance, where a sick man can get well, where an ignorant man can become wise, where a bad man can become good, and where a good man can become <clears throat> better, where a dead man can even become alive. That's in the master's hands. Amen. I'm not asking you, is he your savior? Boy, if he's not your savior... Boy, I beg you. You say, Brother Jackson, I, well, I want somebody to beg you. Well, today I get on my hands and knees and I beg you to trust the Savior. Boy, trust him. Boy, you trust in yourself. How far has that got you? Boy, it's got you to the point where you're miserable. Boy, where you can't stand being on your own. Boy, you can't even stand being by yourself. Oh, I charge you. Boy, I beg you today. It's time that you learn about the one, this person we call Lord, Savior. And it's time for you to even rise your standards even more and get to know the Master. Amen. How well do you know your Bible? Boy, oftentimes, I'll read the Bible. Brother Andy, it's good to see you. Ms. Osborne, good to see you. I, I got to acknowledge that. Got to acknowledge that. If I don't, she'll beat me later. So, <laughs> so I, I once was 5'7", and she kind of scratched me out. No, I'm joking. But how well do you know the master? 
Can I tell you this? The more that I know him, the more I want to get to know of him. Oftentimes I'll read my Bible, and when I begin to read my Bible, sometimes, Brother John, I'll read my Bible with all good intentions. Boy, I'll be reading and reading and reading, and it seems like something's missing. Then I'll realize I've been doing it on my power. And I'll stop everything, and I'll go back to the Master. Heavenly Father, I'm so sorry. Lord God, how dare me to read this book without the Master instructing me, without the author being with me, telling me exactly why he wrote something and how he wrote it. Do you realize that we have the author of this book called the Bible that is with us. Amen. He's with you. He's with you. He's with you. He's with all of us at the exact same time. I go to the master and I'm like, Heavenly Father, I need you. Will you please help me? Holy Spirit, I yield myself to you. Please help me to be a good listener as you speak. It's amazing the difference when I go back to that scripture again and I begin reading sometimes it hurts because I can't say oh man that preacher's boy you sure is preaching to my wife Woo, get her get her she deserves it wicked sinner get her get her but she's not in the room it's just me and my Lord you know you said this you know you could have done this better I thought you called yourself a Christian I thought you said that you were trying to be like Christ is that situation being like me? Is that situation representing me? Boy, and oftentimes, just like a servant who hasn't been found faithful, boy, I get down on my hands and knees and I make what we call an old-fashioned altar and I get things right with my master. Lord God, I want it to be sweet again. Lord God, I want you to speak to me again. Oftentimes I tell people this, or ask people this, when's the last time you've been to an altar? I'm not saying that just to get you to come to an altar because everybody can move forward or everybody can make an altar where they are. I ask them this to lead to this. When's the last time you heard from God? When's the last time he spoke to you? If he hasn't spoken to you in a while, why not? Because if he's no respecter of person, and he speaks to me, and he speaks to Brother John, and he speaks to Brother Randy, and he speaks to the <clears throat> pastor, and he speaks to everybody else, why isn't he speaking to you? We know that there's one thing that keeps him from us. It even keeps when God put the sin on all the sin of man came upon Jesus, what did God do? He had to turn his back. Why? Because he couldn't deal with it. He couldn't look upon it. He didn't want anything to do with sin. Sin will keep you away from the master. Sin will keep you very far. Seem like today we think of sin has to be this grand big thing. No, it's simply you saying no when you should have said yes. Let me ask you this. 
Is the Lord speaking to you today? Sometimes someone will preach something and I'll get something totally different than what they preach. Because the Holy Spirit will be like, while you're listening, let's talk. And boy, things will begin to be unveiled to me. Sometimes pastor can just get up and just say something. And all of a sudden, boy, because he said something, boy, I begin to write down a thought. Easiest thing is this. In Sunday school, boy, I was thinking earlier of different ways to present what the world is talking to us. And the Sunday school teacher there, boy, in <clears throat> teaching us the, letting, uh, the lesson, he said this. Boy, that's like us throwing shade. Then all of a sudden, I was like, that's another way we've changed definitions. Can you imagine 20 years ago? Been like, brother, you're throwing shade. How in the world is that possible? How can I take shade and I throw it? I'm not God, but in our definitions today, that's calling me putting doubt in this area. It's almost like the Charlie Brown character for some of the older, more elite people here that always had that cloud that was walking. Throwing the shade. It's like you throwing that cloud on me. Today, spiritually, some of you may feel like that cloud's on you. Doesn't have to be. The Master loves you. He loved you so much, He just didn't write a love letter. He literally died for you. Maybe that time. And that place is today. If you don't know the Lord God as Savior, here in a minute, that opportunity is going to be presented. I guarantee you, if I know this place, I know I'm well enough to know this. No one's going to judge you when you come down. If anything, they're going to be praying for you. Lord God, please. Lord God, please. Don't allow them to be distracted. Lord God, please deal with them. And they will all rejoice when you get up. Why? Because we all know how sweet it is to be right with the master. Amen. Some of you may know him as Lord and Savior. How about knowing him as master? The more studies I do, the more I want to learn. Pastor gave me a book earlier. Boy, if I was just comfortable where I'm at, I'd have been like, oh, thanks a lot. But now I'm like, oh, boy, I want to get into that. Why? Because it lets me know a little bit more about the master. You ever read something in your Bible and then someone else has come and read something? And boy, they got something totally different to the point where you're like, man, almost like selfish. Like, man, you got something great for Christmas. And man, it was so good. But all of a sudden, so-and-so got the same thing, but it's red. You're like, whoa, whoa, man, it's so good. I wonder what the master has for you. I wonder what plan the master has for you. He's just waiting for you to be faithful. He's just waiting for you to take the right step towards him. Stop being a master of sin, prodigal son. Maybe it's just time that we come home. Don't let the devil distract you. Before the prodigal son came home, what was he doing? Oh, my dad's going to say this. Oh, my dad's going to say that. Oh, when he says that, I'm going to say this. How many of us have been there, done that? 
Oh, when I go in there, I'm going to tell her this and I'm going to tell her that. Ladies, you know how you go when you start snapping, boy, and everything starts happening. But then all of a sudden you go into that room or that situation and it's totally different. And you just wasted all that energy. Our Heavenly Father is saying with us, why don't you just trust me? I could answer that prayer request if you would just ask me. We have not because we ask not. Paraphrasing. But it's very true. I wonder how much more God could even do here if we'd simply ask him. Let's get to know the master. If you don't know him, let's know him. If you do know him, let's know him even better. So we can round faithful. Not by man, but by him one day when we're in heaven. And he says, well done, that good and faithful servant. It'll make it all worth it. Because the master will...